0: last week we looked at this scripture we really concentrated on two words draw near draw near to god and the reason why we are able and still able to draw near to god is because of the blood of jesus christ aren't you thankful this morning for the blood of jesus christ and and we're able to enter and come boldly before the presence of god because of that better sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so uh, that's important for us to understand. As a matter of fact, I will say that that is part one of what this scripture is about, but we also need part two of that. We're to draw near because He has made a way for us. Can I tell you that the Heavenly Father does not want you to stay away? He's not mad at you. I don't care what you've done. He wants you to be in his presence. He sent his son that you might have this fellowship with him, that you might have this relationship with him. And so don't ever think that God doesn't love you and that God doesn't want you to be in his presence. He said, draw near. Say that with me. Draw near so if verses 19 through 23 tell us to draw near to god and they do then certainly verses 24 through 25 tell us to draw near to one another if you do part one part two will come a lot easier you see there's just something about drawing near to god in his presence that will cause you to love your fellow Christian and consider them better than you would without his help. Amen? I would even say the closer you draw to God, then the closer that you can draw to your fellow Christian. It is God that gives us this ability to draw close to him and to draw close to one another. He said, draw near to me. And we're not to neglect either one of those things. Don't neglect drawing near to God. Don't neglect drawing near to God's people. The only way that we can draw near to each other is that we have first drawn near to God. It's Him that gives us that ability to come together and to stay together. Now, I know I've got a different personality. I'm... A fairly likable guy, but that's not what draws you to this church. I'd like it if I was just super popular, and that's the reason why you came, but that's not why you came. It shouldn't be anyway. You see, it's God that gives us the ability to come together and to stay together. For when we stay together, tremendous, amazing things are possible with God. It's only when we become fractured and we split apart from one another that God's will uh, doesn't come easily and and that uh, uh, these things don't happen that God desires for my life, your life, and for the spreading of the kingdom and the gospel. You see, we're just better together. That's the truth. We're better together. Say that with me. We're better together. Look at your neighbor and say that. We're better together. Now, husbands, if you're mad at your wife, say it anyway. We're better together. Wives, if you're mad at your husband, say it anyway. We're better together. Children, if you're mad at mama or daddy, say it anyway. Because we're just simply better together. God has given us this thing of coming together together in koinonia, in fellowship, and there is power in that. And when we come together and we draw near to God, it helps us to draw near to each other. Not only are we better together, but we're stronger together. We can do more together for the kingdom of God than we can do apart. And it is God that gives us this power to walk in unity, and then He blesses unity. Psalms tells us Blessed are those who uh, come together in unity, right? Uh, There's a power in unity. We accomplish more together in unity. I'm going to teach a little bit because uh, there is a word called synergy. How many have heard that? If you have ever worked in a workplace, especially like a factory or some setting like that, you have heard the word synergy. And what that is, it is one, two people or two uh, organizations, or two agents come together, they produce a combined effect that is greater than the sum of their separate effects. Pastor, you said a whole lot there. What is that saying? It's saying, when I work by myself, I can only accomplish this. When When you work by yourself, you can only accomplish this. Now, simple mathematics would say that this plus this, that's how much we can do when we work together, but that's not true. For what happens is there is a power of multiplication that comes when we work together in synergy. Guys, if you can lift 50 pounds by yourself and I can lift 50 pounds by myself, then the rule of Addition would say that we could lift 100 pounds together, but that's not true. More than likely, we can lift 150 to 175 pounds together. There is a synergy and a power that comes together when we work together. Uh, you could get this from a consulting person in a factory or all kinds of settings in an educational setting, and they would charge you a whole lot of money for it, but God already came up with it a long time ago. He said, if you'll work together, I'll do more through you together than you could ever do separately. When we come together, there's a power and an anointing and a flow of God's Spirit that allows us to do more. More. More together. We can do more together as a church with another church than we can do separately. Now, I know that's sometimes a foreign thought. But we ought to be working with other churches to help this community and to bless this community and to allow the power of God to touch people's lives together. Oh, it doesn't matter that I'm Pentecostal and they're uh, Baptist or as long as we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and we can come together under some common beliefs and faiths, then we can work together. Can I get an amen? For we are the body of Christ. Not all hands, not all feet. Unique in the distribution for the body, right? And when we, we can work together and accomplish more with another church. We can work and accomplish more together with another ministry because that's the way God designed this thing, right? Look at your neighbor and say, we got to work together. Now, why do we need to work together? Why? Not just to accomplish more, just for the sake of accomplishing more, but because there is something at stake here. You could work by yourself, and can I tell you, we have a tendency to do that. I'm going to step, i just get ready, I'm going to just pull your toes back, because I'm going to step on some of your toes right now. Some of us, I'm going to include myself in this, think that we're just the bomb.com, and we can do it all by ourselves better than if we put somebody else in there working with us, and it's not true. It's vain. It's actually sinful. To think that because that's pride. It takes humility to work together. When we come together, there's a purpose and a reason that we come together to accomplish more for the kingdom of God because the day of the Lord is near. We don't have all the time in the world. Jesus is about to come and to split the eastern skies and come back for his church. And thus, he says, you got to get it together, literally, and you've got to come together, and you've got to work for the kingdom of God because you're running out of time. And it's imperative and important as many come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior as possible. It's God's heart. It's God's desire. It's not just a wish of God, it is uh, the heart of God that we as His people would come together to do more for the kingdom of God. Can I tell you there's an urgency about this? God's heart is for as many people to be saved as possible. Through combined efforts, combined ministry, and combined finances, God's kingdom and His word can be spread and it can grow. But we have an enemy. Can I get an amen? We have an enemy and he does not want us to believe that Jesus could come at any time. He wants to whisper in your ear and say the Lord's not coming back anytime soon. They've been saying that for years and decades. But what I want you to know that in uh, looking at the course of time that the t- return of the Lord is imminent and that it literally there are souls that are hanging in the balance. We must. It is imperative. We have to come together in order for people to know and that the power of God would flow through us in unity, that they would be saved. It's not just a I wish of God. It's a command of God. Don't forsake assembling together. Consider one another. Think about one another. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you and you need me. Say it. I need you and you need me. You see how I got quiet? Because we don't like to say that. We want to think, I got this all together. I am the cat's... Pajama. I got it together. I, boy, that was old, wasn't it? Whew. I can do it. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. That's what the enemy would tell, tell you. But we are better together. We're better together. And it's imperative and it's crucial that we come together, especially in these last days. To, what am I saying? Live like Jesus could come at any moment, any second, and we need to be ready, and we need to be telling people about Jesus and loving on them and helping them to come into the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? Now, let me tell you something. When you aren't here, you're missed. Not just because your seat isn't filled, but because you are a vital part of the kingdom of God. And we simply do not function like we ought to function when you are not here. I love you. That's why I'm telling you this stuff. I'm not getting on you because you went and took a vacation last week. I applaud that. We need a vacation every once in a while. Just don't do it every week, right? We need to have an understanding of how vital we are to the kingdom of God. We are. When you're missing, there's something missing. We don't function like we ought to function when you're not here. God designed us to be together. The very first thing that God said was not good when was Adam was totally alone. Why? He was alone. There was, he couldn't do as much without his helper, his helpmate, right? Look at your neighbor and say, we're not designed to be alone. We're not designed to be alone. So And and live like Jesus uh, is coming back. Consider one another. What does that mean? Ponder, think about, check on them. This is mutual care and concern for one another. It's not just the pastor. It's not just the leaders checking on everybody. It's everybody checking on everybody. It might be a phone call. It might be uh, uh, checking on them at work. If they're in a public setting, it might be a text. It might be a simple thing. But people need to know that you care about them in this house. Amen? Because we're a body. We're the bride of Christ. We're in unity and unison together, working the kingdom of God and, and blessing people. So people need to know that you care about them. Not just leaders and pastors, though they should certainly be doing that, but everybody. So when's the last time you did that? And I'm not trying to bring condemnation. I'm trying to bring us to this point of recognizing that it's important. When's the last time you called somebody? When's the last time you texted somebody? When's the last time uh, you reached out to somebody? This passage says... Consider one another and stir up, what? Stir up love and good works. Look at your neighbor and say, stir it up. Stir it up. What does that mean? Now, let's just get real, okay? There's some people, it's just easier for us to love than others, we ought to be loving everybody, but some people just easier for us to love than others. So the ones that is a little bit harder, I'm not looking at nobody, okay? The ones that are a little harder to love, what has to happen? The Holy Spirit has to help us love one another. And it's that stirring of the Holy Spirit inside of us that helps us love one another. Everybody say, I love Pastor Brian, guess what? That's mutual. I love you. And it just feels good to feel that. I hope you didn't say it out of obligation, but I hope you really meant it. We're to love. Look at your neighbor and say we're to love one another. God loves us, and he wants us to love one another. Love one another. Stir it up. Let the Holy Spirit do a work in you. Don't forsake assembling. Come together. Now, when we come together, sometimes we get this wrong. I should not be the only one preaching and exhorting in this place. I might be the only one behind a pulpit doing it, But out there, you ought to be preaching and exhorting to one another and encouraging one another and saying, you got this, brother. you got this, sister. You can make it. Keep on going for the Lord. I know it's been hard. I'm with you there, but just keep going. Keep encouraging one another. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. It really is. And all I do is simply bring the focus for the body. But we ought to be preaching to each other. Look at me. It's a hard world. It's tough. And we need each other. We need each other. It's important. Proverbs 27, 17 says this. And it's a very familiar portion of Scripture, and, and we really love it. But hear this. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And that's wonderful. And that's what we ought to be doing, encouraging and and, and sharpening one another. But if my right hand represents one person and my left hand represents another and one of them is missing, how can I sharpen the other if they're missing? You can't. But it's when people come together. Can I tell you that sometimes when we come together, we rub the rough edges off of each other. Well, thank you, Jesus. We need that. We need to sharpen one another. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Pastor, can you be a Christian and not go to church? Absolutely. I don't know why you'd want to. It's kind of like a student not going to school. Like a soldier. Not being a part of an army. Like a bee without a hive. This passage tells us Three times, let us, let us, let us. It's it's not talking about making a salad. It's saying there's something important in being together. Now, there are times when we cannot be together. Isn't that true? And I'm very thankful for Pastor Jason and the technology that he leads with and helps bring because this message doesn't just hit this group it affects others who cannot be here but if you can be here you ought to be here can I get an amen and I'm not I'm not condemning at all I'm i really am not because I want the best for you and the best for you is to be a part of the body of Christ in some local assembly that's the best let us Meeting together is essential. It should not be neglected. And can I tell you it's a privilege to come together. There are people in other countries who would give their eye teeth to be able to come and to be in this setting and to worship together and feel the presence of God together and feel the love for one another and they can't. It's an honor and a privilege to be in a country that allow, that still allows that to happen. Come together. You see, I said you're missed, but you miss whenever you're not here. You miss out. Just ask somebody who couldn't come for a while because they were sick. Maybe they had a surgery. Maybe they had a hospital stay. Did you feel like you missed out? Yeah. Because you did. Because there's a power that comes when we come together. We We can't share and care and support each other from a distance. When God's people come together, He receives the glory. Consider the book of Acts. I want to give you a new light on the book of Acts. Amazing things are happening, miracles. The kingdom is growing. The Word of God is spreading. Why? Two reasons. I'm going to pull them all together. Number one, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and people had drawn near to God. They said, God, I need you. I want you. Give me all that you can give me so that I can be a part of growing your kingdom. But it didn't stop there. It tells us they went from house to house. Worshiping together breaking of bread, fellowshipping with one another. They did not fail to assemble. You see, I appreciate you being here on Sunday mornings, and this is a crucial time for us to come together. But I want to tell you that there are other times that you could and should draw near to each other in different settings, men's meetings, women's Bible studies, Bible studies on Wednesday nights, special get togethers and meals. All of those kinds of things are good for you. See, we have a tendency to say, I, I got this. I'll give the Lord Sunday, but I got the rest. You know what attitude that sends out to the Lord? Can I tell you that you are not a superwoman nor a superman? You're not. I can tell you that you need us. I can tell you that we need you. I can tell you that we all need each other. It's important for us to be together. Let me just share this. I really truly have a pastor's heart. I have a shepherd's heart. And I love people. And when I see this, it breaks my heart because it's exactly opposite of what it ought to be. When I see people struggling and when I see people discouraged and when I see people down and out and they stop, start slipping further and further and further away from God and in turn further and further away from God's people when they need it the most, why do we do that? I don't know. If I knew the answer to that question, I'd probably be writing a book. We need each other. When you hurt, I hurt. When you have a need, I have a need. When you feel lost, I feel lost. Look at your neighbor and say, we need each other. We need each other. One last thing. Don't go to church just when you feel like you need it. Go to church to encourage your fellow believers. Somebody here needs you. Go to church to bless somebody else. Go to church to work together. Go to church to receive something from God. Go to church to give something back to God. Look at your neighbor and say, Go to church. Why is it important? Look at this. I, I stole this from Facebook, but it's truth. The church is not a cruise ship. How I many been on a cruise? I love it. I mean, you can't hardly set your glass of Diet Coke down until they said, Do you need another one, sir? Can I get you something else to eat like I really needed it? Would you like us to put this umbrella up for you? The church is not a cruise ship. We're just a handful of people are serving everyone else. The church is a battleship. It's all hands on deck. That's what I'm looking at this morning. All hands on deck. Everyone serving each other. And that's how the kingdom grows. Can I tell you it's irresistible? I've had people come into this church and say, wow, pastor, I've been in bigger churches. I've even heard better preaching. That don't help me none. I've had heard better music. Sorry, honey. But I've never felt love like I felt there. Because we're loving and considering and serving one another.